0: Hey everyone, before we start, I wanted to encourage you to become part of our community on Discord. I always like to say the water is warm, it's very inviting and no one is going to treat you anything less than an awesome human being because that's how we run it. Our Discord community has actually grown every single day for the last 53 days and we are so proud of that. But that's where we're going to interact with you a little bit more. And you could ask your questions, you could show your project, you can do all kinds of things. But if you've been on the fence about Discord, like I always was, give it a shot and we'll see you there. Links in the show notes.
1: So the other day I was in my kitchen and my husband said, You know, this whole NFT thing's pretty cool, but have you thought anything about the whole tax situation? And I said, Oh my God, I hadn't. Luckily, for us, we have a guest today who's going to drop some knowledge on some things we need to consider with tax time and NFTs.
0: Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art.
1: Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way.
0: All right. Welcome back, everyone, to NFTs for Newbies. I'm really happy and our guest is actually very happy to be here as well because he doesn't have to necessarily talk about financial independence, which is your niche, by the way, Brad. Uh, Actually, can you give us a quick introduction?
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, first off, thank you both for having me here. This is uh, should be fun. It's very exciting. Uh, so, yeah, real quick, I am Brad Barrett. I actually am the co-host of the Choose FI podcast, which is Choose Financial Independence. So, yeah, we've uh, you know been around for about five years now. We have you know top twenty-five in the business category, usually plus or minus. 50 million downloads, that kind of thing. So it's, uh, it's grown pretty significantly. And yeah, the cool thing is, is that I am an NFT newbie. So I, uh, this is super exciting for me. I've been in this world for about five months and just uh, really getting the hang of it. I am a CPA by trade, but I'm a you know, full-time with Choose a Buy now. So I'm not technically active with uh, accounting, but obviously I keep up on it.
1: Yes, yeah, so so let's one... get the disclaimers out of the way, like what disclaimers <laughs> need to be made before we have this conversation. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah it's funny. I actually wrote <laughs> for the first time, I wrote a bunch of little random. So obviously, this is not financial advice. I'm not your accountant. I am an accountant, but I am not yours. So I would highly, highly suggest speaking with someone personally. Uh, this kind of stuff, as we all know, with crypto and NFTs, things change all the time. So I'm going to do the best of my ability as of today to get you the information that I believe to be accurate, but things could always change. So I'm keeping up on this. You guys should keep up on this and everyone listening should keep up on it.
0: Awesome. Uh- I want to kind of kick off, and I, I warned, I already warned him, everybody, like some of the things we're going to talk about, but uh, that some of it's super basic, but if all you, of it. Yeah, if you don't own a business and you're not used to ex- estimated tax payments, and all you really know is like, At some point uh, at the end of the year, I need to get my stuff together and do something for the state and federal thing. And I just got to give people money and hopefully I get a refund or I've been giving money the whole year. And now hopefully I get a refund. That's basically the simplest way people conceive this. But now the NFT train all of a sudden yields you potential massive amounts of income. And it's probably a foregone conclusion that like that excitement has overrated any thought of tax. So. Let me ask this to start. Like, why do we have to pay taxes on NFTs, or what's all what's transpiring with why? our interaction? With it. Why? Oh, why?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> what a great question. So, yeah, a lot, lot in there, Rich. Obviously, uh, we need to separate income. And gains, and there are terms like unrealized and realized. You know, we'll get into all that in the next in the next uh, 15, 30 minutes. So, but in general terms, let's forget that it's an NFT. Okay, it's just let us pretend we're buying a share of stock or a mutual fund. It's you're buying an asset. Okay, and you're buying that for a certain price, and that's known as your basis. Okay, so that's the price that you bought it for. Now, if that asset goes up in value and you sell it, the difference basically, and there's always little little, uh, nuance, but basically the amount that you sell it for, all of that is not your gain. It's the sales price less your basis, what you bought it for. So real simple, let's say you bought a share of stock for a hundred bucks. It went up 10 years later to 300 bucks and you sell it, right? So you have $300 now in your bank account. You don't owe $300 certainly of tax, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? You don't even have $300 of income. You have $300 of, I I guess, money deposited into your bank account less the $100 of basis in this scenario. So you have a $200 gain. And that goes on to your, right? And that's such a crucial, crucial point. So, like, Nice, well, well done, well done. Uh, public math, as the guys from My First Million say, it's always always a little dicey to do public math. But uh, so so yeah, just really simply, you know, then that two hundred dollar gain would go onto your tax return, and because you held that stock for years, it's long term capital gains, which you get actually really preferential positive tax treatment. So it's only a fifteen percent, depending on your income, it would be fifteen percent tax that you owe on that. So 30 bucks in this scenario. Now, NFTs, obviously that's why we're here, right? Is NFTs are the exact same thing as of now, the treatment. So it's you're buying an asset. Okay. It's a digital asset, but it's an asset nonetheless. And you're buying it for a certain price. That's your basis, right? And if that, if it goes above that, and let's say you hold on to it, right? So you bought something for one ETH and it mooned, right? It's worth 40 ETH today. But you still hold on to it, right? <laughs> we're, we're all <laughs> thrilled with that, but you're holding on to it, right? That is an unrealized gain, okay? So you have not realized the gain until you sell it. So that 39 ETH gain that's unrealized, you don't owe tax on that yet. You don't have to report it to anybody. It's just, it's it's on your books as an asset. Everybody okay. hold
1: on to their NFTs. Don't get yeah, cashing well, out.
2: <laughs> that's another right. That's another reason to potentially hold here. So uh so so that is really important. A lot of people think, oh no, everything went up in price. I'm gonna have to sell things to pay the tax on it. Hmm. No, no, no. That's not how it works at all. Okay. It's only in this in this case of the NFT, it's only upon sale. Now, obviously, if it goes up, again, you take whatever your sales price is, let's use this ridiculous example of 1 to 40, right? Or not so ridiculous, it's I guess, but so you know, right? in, yeah. in, <laughs> in some world, yeah. Uh, so let's say you you sold it for 40 and you had transaction fees, right? There's, you know, let's say we're doing it in ETH and on OpenSea for argument's sake, right? So you pay 2.5% to OpenSea, you might pay 7.5% to the original creator. So let's say you have 10% fees, right? So that's actually deducted, which is nice. So You don't pay tax on that. That's not part of your, of your game. So you would have your 40 ETH in terms of your sale price, less that 10%, right? That I just said, the two and a half and the seven and a half. So that's uh, 10% of 40 is four, right? So you're actually now down to 36 ETH as your really your net proceeds, let's say. And then we're, we're saying we bought that originally way back when, whenever that way back when was. Uh, Could be months, could be a year, or whatever, could be years. Uh, That's your basis. So you have your 36 minus your one is a 35 ETH gain in that scenario. Now, that is what ultimately has to wind its way onto your U.S. tax return, right? We're talking about U.S. tax here. That's another another caveat that I didn't give you guys at the <laughs> outset. But uh, so that thirty five ETH gain has to make its way onto your tax return. Obviously, you can't put an ETH amount on your tax return, so that has to <laughs> somehow be translated into uh, into U.S. dollars. But but you know, I think I think that's kind of how we need to think about this, right? So it's what you bought it for is the basis, what you sell it for, but all those fees that you pay. Uh, you get to deduct this, so that's that's really important. And now, naturally, it, sorry to keep talking, and, you know, endlessly here. I know you have questions Heather. I, I talked over you, but I'm dying. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, I know it, it's a lot, it's a lot. But I think really my most important point, and and I haven't said this yet, but is just keep records. Okay, mm-hmm. I know, I know it's hard when you know potentially. I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm dabbling. I have sub one hundred. NFTs in total. I know that might make me an amateur, but uh, you know, I've only sold one or two. It's pretty easy for me to keep records at that point. But, okay. but what I would say is, regardless of whether you're somebody like me, or you're, you're in deep on this, do what you can to keep records now.
1: Yes. And this
2: would be my financial advice just in general, especially when it comes to taxes. Like, It's so hard after the fact to scramble, like it's it's April 14th and you have to get all your info to your account, right? And like to scramble and go back and get all the records, get all the details and like, and then recreate the wheel, right? On every sale I did, like, you know, comb through Etherscan and open say I'm like, nobody wants to do that, right? So like, just keep your records as you go if you possibly can. And I know if you guys are cringing, like I'm sure many many of your listeners are, like, even if you haven't been perfect now, like just start today. Or start today, going forward, just keeping track of your sales, and then maybe see if you can recreate. Like, hey, what what did I do the last month? You know, go through OpenSea and see how many have I sold. You know, and then look back, what did I buy that for? Like, it shouldn't be that hard. Now, naturally, like if somebody has thousands of transactions, you know, there's going to be an electronic answer for this. Like, I'm not saying put this on pen and paper necessarily, and. I, I'm kind of a dinosaur, I put it on Excel or Google Sheets or whatever. But which does the trick, right? It's, it's fine for me. But for somebody who's really in deep on NFTs, which I'm not sure if NFT for newbies is necessarily those people, nope. right? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> but there will be an electronic answer for, for all of us where we can just somehow zip our public, our public key, our public address into some type of software and it'll just run everything. That's my full anticipation. I don't have any inside information, but I fully expect that to be the case.
1: Hey guys, we're gonna take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now this is from Sean Specy, who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies Learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding Some of these basic concepts when I went through the course I just loved it and actually learned some things it's linked up in the show notes it's nfts simplified and it's only 19 bucks so click over there grab the course if you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out sean's gonna help you out again that is nfts simplified So in the show notes, we're going to link up a super informative uh, tweet that you put out, Brad. Thank you so much for that, that I think uh, goes into a little bit of this as well. But I know in it, you mentioned this you know, idea of the importance of keeping a really good record. And I wanted to know if you could just kind of break down on that spreadsheet, because I'm an Excel girl too, man. Nice. What should I be including on that?
2: <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, yeah, I think at the very least, what you need to do is... When you purchase an NFT, you should jot down the date that you purchased it. Because again, I mentioned before that long-term versus short-term actually will matter when it comes to sales of any type of capital assets. So long-term is just very simply more than a year. Okay. So I know in NFT world, that's an eternity, but you know, in, in normal assets like stocks and mutual funds and things, it's really nice to get that that lower tax rate when it, you hold something for more than a year. So that might be a decision point actually of, hey, it's 11 months since I've owned this. I have to either pay at my ordinary income tax rate, which could be 22, 24, 32% or more, right? Or if I held it until 12 months and a day, basically, it might only be 15%. So something to keep in mind just for life, you know that that's actually a really important thing. So anyway, uh, you would definitely keep the date and you would keep the purchase price. Uh, I would do that in ETH and then perfect world, though, in full disclosure, I have not been great at this. Is in a perfect world, you can put that into US dollars as well. Uh, I think this is kind of like an open question for me. Is like, I, I know that information is available on Etherscan. So you can look at all your transactions and it gives you a point in time. Uh, that's pretty useful. I think the open question right now, and and in fairness, it, it it's not necessarily an open question. It's maybe more my own my own opinion. And again, this is not financial advice, but as of today, as of the date we are recording this, October 12th, 2021, when you purchase an NFT, right? So let's say you took US, US dollars and you bought Ethereum. Okay, you bought ETH at, I don't know, Gemini or Coinbase, whatever. Uh that's not a that's not a taxable event at that point, but you now have a basis in that ETH, right? So let's say you bought it for thirty five hundred dollars. We'll just make it super super round number. You paid thirty five hundred dollars of U.S. dollars to buy one of th- one ETH. Okay. Now let's say that ETH has gone up by hundred dollars, so it's worth thirty six hundred, and at the point where you purchase the NFT, so it's thirty six hundred, you bought it for thirty five hundred. In theory, when you quote unquote sell that ETH to buy the NFT, now again, I personally disagree with this treatment. I cannot fathom that this will be the case ten years from now. But regardless of my stupid opinion today, that's the case. There is actually that is considered a sale of ETH. Okay, so there is right as insane as this sounds, there is a there is a taxable event there. Now, naturally, if ETH went down, that would be a loss, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're not screwed one way and we don't get benefit the other. It's it, it's just very simply, are there gains, losses? It's the same with the sale of NFTs. We're presupposing that they always go up, but obviously they don't always go up, right? That's not the way the world works. So you do benefit from losses when you realize them. So anyway, I know I'm, I'm giving a lot of detail here and hopefully I'm not losing people, but uh, there's that there is a taxable transaction when you purchase the NFT. So in theory, you have to keep in mind, what did I buy that ETH for? And then what was it at the time I sold sold the ETH, quote unquote, and bought the NFT, okay? So we're at that point. Now, I've got, I just bought this NFT. And now my new, my basis in that NFT is exactly what I just paid for, it. obviously, right? So in this scenario, it's $3,600. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to USD now. I think it might okay. might be more illustrative since we're talking about you know, a United States tax return, right? So I bought this for $3,600 and I hold it for, let's say six months, okay? And then I sell it for 4,000 US dollars. Again, net of all those fees. Now I've got my 4,000 less the $3,600 basis. I've got a $400 gain. So I report that on my tax return. But then I sold another NFT for a loss and it was a $500 loss, okay? You you actually stack all of those. You offset mm. your gains with your losses, which is nice. nice. So you do get the benefit of that. So that's why all of your sales, not just your gains, this is not income. Like a lot of people think income and they think like, oh, our regular W-2 paycheck, right? Like our normal income. It's not like that. This is a sale of a capital asset, okay? so you get the gains and the losses. Yeah, so, I want to wow. say
0: something really quick. I mean, and and it's funny because I'm thinking about, you're on Twitter, obviously, and that's how we found you. And the amount of activity, tw- I only exist on Twitter to just keep up with <laughs> NFT stuff because like, Discord is like, kill me, like I can't. Um, so I keep up with things on Twitter, but the amount of activity and people saying I sold this for this, or I just bought one of these or check out this mint or check out this drop. I could see how, because it's, I don't want to say it's a wild, wild west, but because there's some things that are not yet in place, how people who are in, in, you know, really, really enjoying this new mania could probably find themselves in, in a lot of trouble because they're not thinking of this. well. They're looking at it as gains in their head, not the financial term, but there, there's there's things that are gonna come on the backside of this. And there's not, like you said, a W-2 that's gonna arrive in your mailbox and be like, Hey, by the way, we took care of everything for you. Here's the numbers you give to your Hewlett Packard person or Hewlett Packard. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> what is it? Is it Hewlett Packard? Who is it? Is it is that what it's called? Whoever the HR, Jackson Hewitt, there. Oh, Jackson um, Hewitt. I'm like, oh, uh, whoever, yeah. whoever, ah. and and here's my document from the NFT world, and I'm supposed to give this to you. Mm-hmm. Like that's not going to happen. No. So, what is no. your thought on all the activity? This is not like having a pair of Michael Air Jordans, the first ones, and selling those 20 years later and having one yeah. big sale. This is sale after sale after sale, and people flipping and flipping and flipping. What is your thoughts on
2: on the risk? Of yeah, uh, my thought is that's cares the heck out of me just from my own like conservative, you know, financial basis. Like, not that I think anybody's gonna get thrown in prison or anything like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. It just, I mean, more from like a record keeping perspective, like that's the way my mind goes is like, how are you going to do this? You know, I think to your point, the onus is on, it's on the taxpayer to do the best they can in good faith. Okay. Now, naturally somebody who is making millions of dollars flipping NFTs and is not reporting their income. They deserve every bad thing that's coming to them. Right. Like I would not suggest that for anybody at all. I think, you know, this is going to be very, very hard for a lot of us to put together. But you do the best you can. You report the absolute best you can. You know, Rich, I I can't speak to that person who's right, who's flipping tens of thousands of NMTs. I think the obvious answer is there is going to be a technological solution for this. There has there has to be, right? Like almost by definition, I know there are companies in the background working on this. And there will be something that they can, they'll just get a report. So, you know, that said, most people, I think the real, the substance of your question is, do people even know that they have to do this? Or are they going to just say, oh, this is the wild, it's crypto, right? Like I've heard right. so many people, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty new to Twitter, which why well, I have like sub 3000 followers, but this is my first kind of viral uh, tweet storm. But like, I've heard so many people say like, oh, it's crypto. You can do whatever you want. The world doesn't work that way, my friend.
1: Hey, y'all, we try to keep these episodes right about 15 minutes and we're already over. So we're going to go ahead and put this into two parts. So make sure you tune in in a couple of days for part two of this conversation.